What's going on, everybody? This is Ben from Retro Ben Gaming. With all the craziness happening in the world today, I decided to add a little positivity to it with this podcast. This podcast is going to focus on all things video games, whether it's discussing them, playing them, or just getting them on the cheap. Now, whether you're a PC player or a console player, I believe we all have something to add to this conversation. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, and as always, keep gaming. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate you listening to what I am putting out. Whether it's good or bad, you still listen to it, and I am grateful for that. A bit ago, I had a suggestion for the next game I should attempt to play and talk about, and that game is Guerrilla War. Now, I never played this game as a child. I know of this game just due to certain aspects of the game kind of lead to speculation and uh, fanfare by certain groups and individuals. We'll actually talk about that in the history. But this game for the NES looks promising. Looks like it's going to be fun. I found a cheap copy on eBay. And as soon as it gets here, I'm going to play it, hopefully beat it, and post that video. But until that happens, let's get on with the history of Guerrilla War. Guerrilla War, released in Japan as Guevara, is an overhead run-and-gun video game produced by SNK. Originally released for arcades in 1987 as a coin-operated arcade game, Guerrilla War was ported to the Amstrad CPC, the Apple II, Commodore 64, the Nintendo Entertainment System, the PlayStation Network, and the ZX Spectrum. Guerrilla War followed the adventures of two unnamed rebel commandos, who were actually Che Guevara and Fidel Castro in the Japanese version, as they raid an unnamed Caribbean island in order to free it from the rule of an unnamed tyrannical dictator. A lot of unnaming in this game. The uh, credits at the end must be very short. Along the way, the players vanquish hordes of enemy soldiers while attempting to rescue hostages, with large score reductions for any hostages killed in the crossfire. Also, they collect weapons and they operate tanks. The arcade version released by SNK in 1987 followed the format of Akiri Warriors using eight-way rotary joysticks. The game allowed players to move their character in one direction while rotating the joystick in order to shoot in another. The game was moderately successful and spawned ports onto home video game consoles. Data East released home editions on the PC, Commodore 64, and Apple II while Imagine Software published the Amstrad CPC and ZX Spectrum ports in Europe. SNK published itself a version for the NES Famicom 8-bit console. Because of the limitations of the home platforms, the home versions did not have the rotating joysticks, but the arcade and home console versions were included on the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection for Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. The NES version's two-player simultaneous play, unlimited continues, and frantic action gave it an edge over its arcade predecessor. It received a perfect five-star rating in the book Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES Library 1985-1995 and is also available on PlayStation Network. This version featured box cover art by Mark Erickson, who was also responsible for the cover illustration for SNK's own Akira Warriors 3 The Rescue and the POW game. As the original title indicates, the game is based on the exploits of revolutionary Che Guevara 
and the defeat of the Baptista regime in Cuba in the late 1950s. In addition, Player 2's character was Fidel Castro. That's right, Fidel Castro. Castro, as he appears in the game, is ranked 5th in Electronic Gaming Monthly's list of the top 10 video game politicians. Okay, not a list I would want to be a part of, but alright. Nevertheless, fearing anti-communist sentiments in the West, SNK did a localization of the game's dialogue and instruction manual for its North American and European releases. The version of Guevara released for the Japanese Famicom is a sought-after item for many video game collectors. In Japan, Game Machine listed Guerrilla War on their January 15, 1988 issue as being the ninth most successful table arcade unit of the month. That's right, you heard me right. At its 40-year reunion, it's going to have a name tag saying, Hi, I was the ninth most successful table arcade unit of the month of January in Japan. Anyway, that is the brief history of Guerrilla War. When I get this game in, going to play it on the NES and hopefully beat it. I'll put it up on my YouTube channel, Retro Bang Gaming. That way everybody can revel in the master that this game is. You can reach out to me at RetroBangGaming at gmail.com. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode or give me a suggestion on the next game we should cover. Take some time to play a game. doesn't have to be Guerrilla War. In fact, it probably won't be, but just play any game, any game that really fits your fancy. As always, people, be good. Be good to those around you, and keep on gaming. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please take a second to subscribe. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can at retrobendgaming at gmail.com. Thanks again, and as always, keep gaming.